Thank you, Praise and Worship team, for, for leading us in Praise and Worship. It's always good to have you all in the studio. But family, by the time you hear this sermon, um, this would probably be our last sermon um, shot in our uh, makeshift studio here at church. So the team that's, um, that's been helping us behind the scenes, I just want to really thank you guys so much for your time. I know it was Jamela. He was the, the master editor. He's the guy that put the whole, the whole sermon together with all the different video clips. So we would send it. And I know he would work for hours on end the whole day just just editing. The sound's not right. We have to reshoot this. We have to do reshoot that. Uh, so Jamela, for, for that, we thank you for preparing the praise and worship song, making sure everything runs clock, clockwise. Thank you so much for that. For all everyone else, uh, Jared on the guitar, Bompi on the on the on the on the drums, uh, Teshwin that, that that came in later. Thank you so much for being part of this production, for serving the church in, in, in this way, for serving God's people in this way, for, for being sanitized by the time you get here, and then we sanitize you again by the time you walk in here, um, just for being open that God use you. I'm sure you've been a, a, a tremendous blessing to God's people, and we really appreciate that so much. So thank you. But Without further ado, before we jump into the service, let's pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, you've carried us. Lord, you've walked with us. You spoke with us. Lord, you, you, you've given us skills and new things to work with and new things to do within this time of, of, of lockdown. And we thank you for that. But Lord, we also thank you that, 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 that we can also meet together in person once again. Oh, Lord, we, we, we look so forward to that, Lord. We look so forward to just being with our fellow brothers and sisters, worshiping you in one building. And Lord, we thank you that you've heard our prayers, you've heard our cries, and you've answered, Lord. I pray, Lord, as we preach your word, Lord, that you would bless us, Lord, that, that your anointing would break yokes, that your anointing would challenge and change hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. So it's Pentecostal Sunday today. So let's jump right into the sermon. Now, in the Pentecostal church, we speak in tongues and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes, many times, as if it's like this, this badge you have. You, you, you received it, now it's this badge you put on, the, on, on your jacket. And, and we've made speaking in tongues almost as if it's a rite of passage for people. Um, you know, you are powerful now. Because you can speak in tongues. We, we, we say something like, yeah, you are God's power station because you can speak in tongues. Or, or, or now you are one step higher because you can speak in tongues. And, and now you can sit with us because you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I remember as a young man growing up in a Pente as a Pentecostal in a Pentecostal church, the first question they would usually ask us when we would go visit uh, uh, a Pentecostal church is, is, are you baptized? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? And as soon as we would say yes, then it is almost as if we are part of the inner circle of that church because now we can speak in tongues. We are part of the in crowd in that church because now we can speak in tongues. And, and, and all those who are not yet baptized were usually marked off either as having a lack of faith or were still struggling with some kind of sin in their life. And uh, that's why the Holy Spirit has not yet baptized them um, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now the other side of the coin is this. Who those who claim that they have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And 
you know, you would expect more of more to see more of Jesus in their lives, more of the characteristics of Jesus. Because remember, you have been baptized in the spirit of Jesus Christ, in his character, in who he is. So obviously you would want to see more the way Jesus walks and the more the way Jesus talks. In other words, more of the fruits of the Spirit in the life of the believer who has been baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The baptism in the Holy Spirit means to be baptized in Christ's Spirit so that one would expect to be more Christ-like after the Holy Spirit had come upon you. More like Jesus and less of me walking in the flesh. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is supposed to transform the believer, the life of the believer, the character of the believer, the person. It's supposed to transform them more to the likeness of Jesus Christ. Instead of making the Christian or the believer prideful and puffed up like he or she is better than my fellow brother or my fellow sister. If you are sitting at home and, and you say that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, make sure that the following fruit are evident in your life. Family, so the first fruit of, um, of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, there's a, there's a lot of fruits, but I'm only going to mention a few just so that we can work through it and check on our own lives. But the first fruit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is loving God and your neighbors more seriously. Love, fruit number one, loving God and your neighbors more seriously. Now, let's look at what Jesus says in the greatest commandment in Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 to 40. Hearing that the Sadducees have silenced the hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with a question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, or let me say the baptism in Christ's Spirit, compels the believer to love God and his neighbor more seriously than ever before. This means that your first obligation is to love God with the totality of your whole being. Everything which makes you you, you love God with that. But you cannot just love God and hate your neighbor because loving God goes hand in hand with loving your neighbor. The one cannot go without the other. If God loves your neighbor, if God loves your neighbor, then that means that if you and God are in unison, meaning united in the Son, then you ought to, the fruit of your love for God would be to love your neighbor as well. The love for God and man brings together the whole of our faith. We should think about the words of Jesus often. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Let me ask you this question. How much do you love yourself? How much of your life and your activity revolves around yourself and your own care and comfort 
of yourself. Now, imagine what it would look like if we had the same love for our neighbors that we have for ourselves. That is what Jesus meant when he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. This is not a natural kind of love. This is a supernatural kind of love. Only those who had been truly born again can do it. And then only those, and then the Holy, only those that has the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, He can do it through you. Luke chapter 23 verse 34, Jesus said that, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Now these men, Jesus was saying this when He was saying uh, about these men that hung Him on the cross. And He asked on their behalf, forgive them. For they don't know what they were doing. These men deserved severe punishment for what they have done to Jesus. And yet here Jesus is pleading for forgiveness on their behalf. In front of the fathers. He, he was pleading for forgiveness on behalf of his neighbors. That is loving your neighbor as much as you love yourself. This is the fruit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the second fruit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is this. They seek God more earnestly. So once you become baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's this hunger for God to seek Him more earnestly. People who are baptized in the Spirit make it their lifelong mission to seek God in order to know Him better. Through both scripture and both through prayer. They have a seriousness when it comes to their relationship with God. Their Christian traditions and habits and religiosity turns into seeking God at every opportunity that they get. Being willing to spend hours on end in His word and in prayer just to seek His face. People like this, their priorities change. I mean, John chapter 6, 27 says, where Jesus talks, this is Jesus' words. He says, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of His approval. Now, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, your priorities change. You see the world differently. That, that which was once important is not as important anymore. You are at first mediocre, lukewarm, and then God touched you, and you became on fire for the Messiah, as Bompi would say. He's a friend of mine. Jesus was telling the people following Him around for food, uh, following, following around for food, two things he was saying to them. One is, don't make food and earning money and all these things of the world the primary goal of your life because it can and it will perish. Look at what is happening to so many things and businesses that people spend their lives building up. These businesses took, a, took valuable time away from their families. These businesses and things caused divorce and trouble in marriages and harmed people and have broken up relationships because people spend so much time building these things up. And yet just this one little virus that no one can see but that is actually there brought the whole world to a stop and everything people worked so hard over the years are just gone. 
The rand lost its value in an instant. And I'm sure many other currencies are experiencing the same all over the world. And the human race are up in arms because they've been doing exactly the opposite of what Jesus had been saying. Family, don't be fooled about what this world says we need to prioritize. Because look at what's happening now. Rather than building relationships with our family members and with the people that mattered, we built relationships with businesses and business partners and that all collapsed because of this tiny little virus. Secondly, Jesus was saying to them, spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of His approval. In other words, priorities the things see, pri- prioritize the things seeking eternal life that Jesus can give you. He has also given us His Holy Spirit as a seal of our salvation in Him. So that nothing and no one can take us away from Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, we all know it so well. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And He will give you everything that you need. What is your life looking at? Looking like at the moment? How serious are you with your relationship with God when it comes to seeking God more earnestly? You see, we made the mistake of prioritizing unimportant things first. And I think this lockdown, this this pandemic that the world is experiencing is exactly at this point for the believer, for the Holy Spirit-filled believer to reprioritize what is important in your life again. To re-look and re-evaluate the important things like family. Well, let's start. Your relationship with God. Family. Family members, your relationship with your kids. Discipling your kids. Actually praying, teaching your kids the importance of Bible study. This is exactly what this virus this pandemic came to do that it's not our businesses that will save our families yes it might make life a bit more comfortable we can buy things and and so forth with the money but when we go to heaven we take with us not the money we made not the multi-million rand income streams that we've created into our income but we take with the disciples that we've made your disciples can be your children Your disciples can be your wife, your husband, whoever is in your immediate circle. Family, it's time that the Holy Spirit person prioritize what's important to God and not what the world says to us what is important. The third and final fruit of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is humility. The deeper you go into the Lord, the more humble you become. Listen to this. Whoever your pastor is, whoever your man of God is, the fruit of his life will show how deep his walk with the Lord is. The humility in his life will show how close he is to Jesus Christ. The more humble you become, more of him means less of me. The more you become like Jesus, the more humility you will have. Humility here means dependence upon God. 
doesn't mean being uh, the opposite of being humility is being puffed up. Um, it means dependence upon God. Meaning, I'm humble enough to depend on God for whatever I need. The prideful heart says, I can do this without God. I don't need Him. Even the follower of Jesus can be prideful in some areas of their lives where we, where we refuse to hand over the areas to the Lord and say we have prayed about it, but we will work it out ourselves and God will help us. Whereas the humble person would say, I have given the situation to the Lord and He will direct my path. When we look at the life of Jesus, He Himself has walked in absolute Humility meaning absolute total dependence upon his father. You don't see him making a move without the approval or without doing what he has seen his father has done. He walked in absolute dependence. We see this in John chapter 5 verse 19 and 20 where he says, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father is doing. Whatever the father does. The son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will be truly astonished. And Jesus was so dependent on the father that he did not want to act independently from God. Even though he could. He desired to be so much in the will of the Father that for every move he had made, he would consult the Father because of the unity there was between them. While Jesus is equal to God, we see that nowhere he was independent from him. Jesus Jesus' desire was always to walk in such humility. That he would not lose his dependence upon the Father. Holy Spirit, baptized child of God. Is that your desire? To be so dependent on the Father? To walk in so much humility that you and that your will becomes the Father's will? Well, you say you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. This should be the fruit. This should be your desire. Now that you are supernaturally empowered. By the Spirit of God. Now if Jesus was humble enough to depend on the Father in everything He does. How much more must we who have been baptized with Christ's spirits, With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Be humble enough to depend fully and totally on Jesus Christ. Andrew Murray. He was a pastor at a church in Wellington in the Western Cape in the 1800s. And 1800s and also a well-known author on humility he said the following about humility he says humility is perfect quietness of heart it is for me to have no trouble never to be fretted or vexed or irritated or sore or disappointed it is to expect nothing to wonder at nothing that is done to me to feel nothing done against me it is to be at rest when nobody praises me and when I am blamed or despised. It is to have a blessed home in the Lord where I can go in and shut the door and kneel to my Father in secret and be at peace as in a deep sea of calmness when all around me is trouble. It is the fruit of the Lord Jesus Christ's redemptive work on Calvary's cross manifested 
in those of his own who are definitely subject to the Holy Spirit. Family, that is what humility is. I want to conclude. To the Pentecostals out there listening to this. Those who claim that they have been baptized in the Spirit of Christ with the evidence of speaking in tongues. If this Spirit you say you have been baptized in does not transform you to be more like Christ. Then that Spirit was not the Spirit of Christ that you have been baptized in. Because the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit points you towards Jesus. When you preach, the Holy Spirit points whoever listens to you towards Jesus. So even if you are endowed with Him, maybe you've been Maybe that was your, the case in the beginning where you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you were just after Jesus. And somehow along the way you've lost your way. Well, you still have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's still a chance for you to go back and say, Lord, I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, but I've missed the whole point of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to come back. Perhaps this is your day. Perhaps that's why we celebrate Pentecost. So that we can do that. The Spirit of Christ will produce. Whether it is through baptism with the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. It will produce the fruit of the Spirit. Which is all the characteristics of Jesus. They are love, joy, peace. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, and perhaps you are lacking these fruit. I don't know. You have to look at your own heart. Look at your own life. And perhaps you are lacking these fruit. But maybe it's time to say, Lord, I've got your Spirit in me. I need to start bearing these fruit. I'm seeing too many believers. And I'm not saying... In our church, in our local church, I've, in my life, being a Pentecostal, I've seen ma too many believers speaking in tongues and doing all these things in tongues, but the fruit of the Spirit is not evidence in their lives, which makes me wonder which Spirit they were baptized in if they don't show the fruit of the Spirit of Christ. Because wherever Christ's Spirit is, and in whomever Christ's Spirit dwells, and whomever Christ's Spirit baptizes, His fruits will soon follow. Let me pray for you. Father, we desire as Pentecostals, as people celebrating the day of Pentecost today, Lord, we desire to carry your fruit we desire to walk as Jesus did. We desire to talk as Jesus did. We desire to fall in love with Jesus more and more. We desire to get to know Jesus because that's what the Holy Spirit did. It, it, it magnified our hunger for Christ and everything that pertains Christ. And Lord, along the way that we as the church has made it something else. We as the church has only made it to focus on signs and wonders and, and miracles and deliverance and speaking in tongues. But, but, but we've missed the, the crucial part of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that is to be like Christ. 
And as a church, as your body, we come and we ask forgiveness for that. And Lord, we pray that you would come and infill us again with your spirit so that we can bear the fruit which pertains to your people, to people who has your spirit, who has been baptized in your spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Lord, we want to be a blessing to you. Lord, may your spirit help us to be more of a blessing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe there's some of you that um, has not been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. And um, you don't always have to wait for the pastor to come and lay his hands on you to do that. I want to encourage you. There where you are, maybe you're a child listening to the sermon. I want to encourage you. If your dad or your mom has been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've heard them speaking in tongues. Why don't you ask them? To lay their hands on you. My brother, my sister, why don't you lay your hands on one another and minister to your family. And minister to each other and pray that God will fill your family with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're a single person sitting home alone and there's no one to lay hands on you. That's okay. You can ask God on your own. Lord, I desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And let God do the baptism. For some people, they burst out in tears and they speak in tongues. For other people, it's just a quiet speaking in tongues. Some people don't even know that they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't give up. Say, Lord, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And God is faithful and just and He will do it at the right time. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. God keep you. May He make His face shine upon you. And may He give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen.